0: Lord, for thy grace, that we thy dwelling place may be.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21 year book by book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. The books of history in the Old Testament, like Joshua, are rich with stories. But if we view them in light of the entire divine revelation, we see them far more than just great and inspiring stories. We see God in the move of His economy in Christ working in, with, and through his chosen people to possess Christ, to gain Christ, and even to spread Christ. Joshua chapter 2 is one of these portions in the Bible where it's easy to get caught up in a marvelous story, the story of the harlot Rahab and the two spies. But it is also a chapter rich in the revelation of God's move on earth. Yes, it's the story of Rahab, the Gentile harlot who exercised faith to join herself to God's move and to his people, and eventually have an honored place in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Wonderful portion today, and Ed Marks is with us as we really have a very sweet and enlightening portion before us, don't we, Ed?
0: Chris, we do. This story of Rahab is very precious. And Chris, like you pointed out, I really love the Old Testament because the Old Testament is kind of like a picture book. Yeah. And the reality of that picture is in the New Testament. Of course, the Old Testament really gives us pictures of Christ and God's economy in many aspects. And with this picture of Joshua, the gaining of the good land, in particular Rahab Mm -hmm. hiding those two spies, we'll see something marvelous in this program for our experience of Christ.
1: I think a lot of people listening, Ed, probably know the story, but to many it might be new, and so I'll read a little bit from chapter 1 to give a little background, and then chapter 2, the first four verses tell at least the first part of the story, and then we'll join Witness Lee uh, with his first portion of fellowship today. Okay, in chapter 1, just to review, now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. So, Ed, the situation is the children of Israel are camped really at the gate of the good land here. And before them is this land that God has now promised them that they should go in and occupy and possess it. And we know, of course, that is really a type of the all-inclusive Christ in all of his rich aspects for our enjoyment and for us to possess and occupy. And now we come to chapter 2, and in the city of Jericho, their first destination in their travel into the good land, it's a very interesting situation that awaits them. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent out from Shittim two men as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and entered the house of a woman who was a harlot, whose name was Rahab. And they lay down there. And the king of Jericho was told, saying, There are some men who have now come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you and who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. And the woman took the two men and hid them. And she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among stalks of flax that she had laid out on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way toward the Jordan as far as the fords. So these two men are hidden by this harlot Rahab. Uh, It's very significant, isn't it, Ed?
0: It is, Chris. And uh, Brother Lee will share something in a marvelous way. And I believe that we'll really get some practical help On how we can enjoy Christ and gain Christ more.
1: All right, let's join Witness Lee Ed.
2: Chapter 1 is on taking the land. To take the land typifies to take Christ. Then, Chapter 2 continues to show us the intrinsic significance of this book is to get the proper persons to bring forth Christ, that Christ may be spread to have an increase to reach his consummation. To study the Old Testament histories and prophecies, you need the full scope of the entire scriptures concerning God's eternal economy for Christ and his counterpart. So, chapter 1 tells us how to get Christ. You must be today's Joshua to fight the battle, to take the land, that you may enjoy Christ as your inheritance. Then, after getting Christ, Christ needs the spreading. How to bring forth Christ to others? You must be today's Rehab. Amen. You see, Joshua was a good gentleman, but Rehab, my goodness, she was a Canaanite harlot, prostitute. I will ask all, what kind of people are you, Joshua or Rehab? You are Rehab and Joshua as well. If you ask me, Brother what are you? I said Joshua and Rehab. <laughs> Joshua for me to fight the battle to get Christ and rehab for the spreading of Christ.
1: Ed, this is really interesting. We have these two persons that are uh, before us in these first two chapters, Joshua in chapter one, impeccable character, a leader, strong in faith. Uh, and he really typifies the one that is to gain Christ, gaining the good land. And now in chapter 2, we have the opposite end of the spectrum. We have this Canaanite, this uh, Gentile harlot. And yet he said she's significant for the spreading of Christ. How do you explain that?
0: Well, Chris, there's a few things i like to point out to our listeners. The first thing that we have to realize is that the good land typifies Christ. Christ is the reality of the good land. And where you see this is in Colossians, especially chapter 1, verse 12. It says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you for a share of the allotted portion of the saints in the light. So Christ is the allotted portion of the saints. Just as the children of Israel, they were given lots of right. the good land. Right. So he's our all-inclusive good land, all the riches in that good land. Now, if we're going to enjoy the all-inclusive Christ, we need to be today's Joshua's. We need to fight the battle, the spiritual warfare. And if you look at Paul's experience in Philippians 3, he was endeavoring to gain Christ, to know Christ, to be found in Christ, to pursue Christ. This is the kind of person we should be. We should be today's Joshua. Actually, Chris Joshua also typifies Christ. So we have to be one with Christ as the indwelling Joshua Uh to gain him. Then we need to be today's Rahabs. What did Rahab do? She was a proper person to bring forth Christ. And, Chris, you know, where you see this, what is absolutely astounding is here is this person, Rahab, in the city of Jericho. The whole city is going to be destroyed. She hides these spies, and because she links herself to God's people by faith and to God, she gets rescued. Her whole family gets saved. It's really a tremendous picture. Even, Chris, you know, they told her to put a scarlet yeah, the thread scarlet in her threat. window. Right. What does that signify? The blood of Christ. When we join ourselves to Christ, we join ourselves to his people, then we enjoy his precious blood cleansing us and saving us from God's judgment and condemnation. And, Chris, when you come to Matthew 1, she is in the genealogy of Christ. Astounding. She brought forth Christ. And, Chris, i just like to say this for our listeners. What I'd like to do is read you a note from the recovery version on Rahab. The notes on the genealogy in Matthew in this recovery version are priceless. I don't think there's another exposition like this. But let me read this. It says, Rahab was a prostitute in Jericho a place cursed by God for eternity. After she turned to God and God's people and married Salmon, a leader of Judah, the leading tribe, she brought forth Boaz, a godly man out of whom Christ came. This shows that regardless of our background, if we turn to God and his people and are joined to the proper person among God's people— We will bring forth proper fruit and participate in the enjoyment of the birthright of Christ. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? So regardless of our background, turn to God. Turn to God's people and join yourself to the proper person among God's people, just like Rahab did. She protected those spies, and then eventually she married Salmon, a leader of Judah, the leading tribe. And so she brought forth Christ. And, Chris, we need to be the same. Right now we could say, Lord Jesus, I turn to you and fellowship with God's people. Stay in fellowship with them and link yourself to some brothers and sisters who are loving the Lord, pursuing the Lord. They want to gain the Lord, enjoy the Lord. Then you'll be a person who brings forth Christ.
1: This is really tremendous because, uh, in a sense, we're both Joshua and Rahab. Uh, When we're strengthened in spirit and strong in faith, like Joshua, we take the uh, possession of the land. We rout out the enemies. But from our natural condition and in the past, we're all Rahabs in one way or another, aren't we, Ed?
0: We are, Chris. And if we turn to God and God's people, that will strengthen us to be today's Joshua.
1: (laughs) Wonderful portion. Let's go back. Uh, In this coming section, Ed, we'll see Witness Lee do something that a lot of Bible scholars uh, and interpreters have done throughout the centuries, and that is to compare or uh, see the parallel between Joshua chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 1, two chapters that really set forth all the things that have been accomplished for us to gain Christ.
2: Now, a number of teachers in expanding Joshua, they told us Joshua chapter 1 typifies Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians 1, we could see all things have been finished, completed, and all the blessings in Christ are there in heaven, waiting for God's chosen, redeemed, and perfected people to take and enjoy Him as their inheritance. This is the base that Joshua 1, typifies Ephesians 1. But look at the situation. Yes, God has prepared the people. God has done everything that's needed for the people to go on with him. But look at who were there in Canaan. Giants, right? Idol worshipers, the opposers of God. Look at Ephesians two. Ephesians two begins to tell us today in the heavenlies there are layers. The highest layer, the third heaven, Christ is there to be our everything. That's our good land. But there's lower layer of the heavenlies. That's the air. In the lower layer of the heavenlies, in the air, are what? Are Satan. His fallen angels, the rulers, the authorities, even Satan as the ruler of all the authorities in the air, frustrating the people on the earth to contact God, to receive Christ. In other words, like the Canaanites frustrated Israel from going into the good land. Not only so Ephesians chapter 2 tells us we who are the enjoyers of Christ were what? Dead persons. We were dead. Then God made us the children rehabs. The enjoyers of Christ. In Ephesians 1, Joshua is there, and you are there. In Ephesians 2, Rehab. Is there, the dead sinners, the sinners who were wicked, evil, and dead, rehab before the eyes of God. But God can perform His dynamic salvation through the redemption of Christ to save such a sinner and to make such a rehab an enjoyer of Christ. It's
1: quite meaningful. Boy, Ed, don't you feel like we're really getting a a master's uh, touch today, a master's unveiling, explaining everything that's on the canvas? You said the Old Testament is a picture, but we, we really need some help to see all of the details. As we mentioned, many, many people have seen the connection or the parallel between Joshua 1 and Ephesians 1, all of the blessings in place. But how about the parallel between Joshua 2 and Ephesians 2? This one maybe has been more hidden, hasn't it?
0: Yes, Chris, it's absolutely astounding. Here you have the first two chapters of Ephesians parallel with the first two chapters of Joshua. In Ephesians 1, you see a marvelous picture of how we can enjoy the triune God as everything, as the one dispensed into us for our enjoyment. You see the Father dispensing himself into us to make us his holy sons. That means we enjoy his divine life and his divine nature. Then you have the Son dispensing himself into us as the divine element to make us a treasure to God, an inheritance of God. Then the Spirit dispensing himself into us to seal us with himself as the divine and mystical seal, with himself as the heavenly ink and as the pledge for our enjoyment. So God inherits us, we inherit God. This is the enjoyment of Christ as the good land, Ephesians 1. But then in Ephesians 2, we see that we were dead in trespasses and sins, just like Rahab. I mean, she was condemned to death. But God, who was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, he made us alive together with Christ. Now we're seated together in the heavenlies with him. him, It's marvelous. So this is Rahab. She's a person who was a dead person who God showed mercy on, and God brought her into the enjoyment of the all-inclusive Christ. And now we need to be those who bring forth Christ. The key, you know, to bringing forth Christ, if you look in Ephesians 2, which parallels Joshua 2, at the end of the chapter, it says that we are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Right, Which shows that the key to our enjoying Christ as the good land, to our being Today's Rahab's to bring forth Christ is we have to be people who are in the Spirit and who live in our spirit and who walk according to the Spirit.
1: Ed, in this third section, we're going to come back again now to the parallel between chapter 2 of Joshua, chapter 2 of Ephesians. And uh, we've just seen, you know, they sent spies into the land because the land was occupied with all of these uh, idol worshipers, these giants, these ones that would be a real frustration. And listen to this verse again in the beginning of chapter 2 of Ephesians. And you, though dead in your offenses and sins, in which you once walked according to the age of this world, listen, according to the ruler of the authority of the air, of the spirit which is now operating in the sons of disobedience. Situation just the same in picture, in Joshua, in reality, in Ephesians 2. And yet God, in this environment, brings forth the proper ones that Christ could be manifest and even spread. Let's go back to Witness Lee.
2: Joshua chapter 2. Typifying Ephesians chapter 2. I like these two types. Rehab was there as a heart. And the heart was gentle. You know, we all are gentle hearts. How could I a gentle heart become a member of the people, chosen by God. No way but by believing. No way but through faith. You have to hear the good news, what God did in Christ, the incarnation in Christ. God accomplished the crucifixion in Christ. God has performed ascension in Christ. Everything has to be finished, completed. Now this perfect Christ, complete Christ, extensive Christ, all-inclusive Christ, is there in the heavenness for you to receive. But Satan, with all his powers, are in the lower layer of the heaven, frustrating you. How could you overcome the situation? How could you receive Christ? No way, but through faith. And faith came from the hearing of the gospel. Rehab was like this. Eventually, this harlot became one of the excellent, prominent ancestors of Christ. This harlot married one of the two spies. Brother Ni, he studied this chapter carefully and he found out that one of the two spies was Solomon, a descendant of Judah, of the highest royal tribe. Rehab, through her union of marriage with a Jewish leader, Solomon, she became a member of Israel. It was she who brought forth both. And then Boaz married also a gentle widow, Ruth. And then they two, Boaz and Ruth, brought forth Obed. Then Obed brought forth Jesse, who was David's father. Rehab was a great-great-grandmother. A prominent, excellent, historical ancestor of Christ. To put her name into the genealogy in Matthew 1 was a great thing.
1: Boy, I'm really glad you read that footnote a minute ago that he was talking about here, that this harlot Rahab, exercise of faith, eventually she marries one of the leaders of the children of Israel and brings forth Boaz, who leads directly to uh, David and eventually Christ. What a picture of what is available to us through this marvelous component, faith.
0: Yes, Chris, and I would just like to apply this practically, Chris. You know, we need to every day, we want to be today's Rahabs. We want to enjoy Christ as the all-inclusive land. We want to bring forth Christ. This means we have to live by faith every day. Chris, one of the most precious verses to me in the New Testament is Hebrews twelve two, where it says, looking away to Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, uh, Chris, before I received the Lord, I always wondered, well, how do you get faith? How do you bypass your mind and, <laughs> you know, believe in the Lord? And, but, you know, after I received the Lord, I realized when you look at Jesus, even as an unbeliever, if someone is preaching the gospel to you and you look away to Jesus, what he does is he infuses himself into you as the believing element to believe for you. Wow. And he becomes the author of your faith. And it's the same way as we go on in the Christian life. How can we be full of faith to apply Christ, to enjoy Christ, to bring forth Christ? Look away to Jesus. Turn your heart to him. Even now say, Lord Jesus, I like to turn away from this messy earth. Yeah. I want to gaze on you. I like to spend time in the word. Pray. You see, we turn away, we look away to Jesus. This Greek word means you give him your undivided attention. You look away from everything, just gaze on him. And then he produces faith in you and perfects that faith in you. And this is how you're linked to him and you're linked to the body of Christ and you can bring forth Christ.
1: Ed, in these life studies, we get this wonderful unveiling. And in a sense, that is... uh, our study of the Bible, to see the truths and how these parallels line up old and New Testament and really have our eyes open. But then the application that you've been uh, very faithful through these years that we've been laboring together, each time I've noticed when you come into the studio, you're very burdened that there becomes a practical way for what we've seen in that message to be applied to us. And that is really the essence of uh, the real ministry of the New Testament, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Chris, and of course, you and I both knew Brother Lee. Brother Lee always, uh, helped us he said you have to give the revelation and then you have to give a door for people to enter into it yeah and he always helped us this way right so i think it's good to have the revelation then to have the practical application
1: which we've received so much help through the years and all of these things chris our toll-free number is one eight 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 life study that's eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. 543 boy i think we have a lot before us to look forward to don't you ed
0: Oh, yes, Chris, especially this book of Joshua. It's it's, it's just very, tremendous. It is.
1: And for Ed Marks, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.